0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 22nd. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold is on track for a second weekly gain. The market was relatively quiet this week, as people focused on getting ready for the upcoming holidays. As I record this, gold is trading at $1,272, silver is at $16.31, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 78.2. Things have not been nearly so quiet on the Bitcoin market. The cryptocurrency has lost more than 25% of its value over the last couple of days. In fact, since I've gotten up this morning, it's fallen almost $2,000. The last time I looked, it was trading below $12,000. Peter talked about Bitcoin during a recent interview on RT Boom Bust. He said he thinks a lot of people who might normally buy gold have invested in Bitcoin because the gold market has been so quiet. He went on to say he doesn't think this has done much to depress the price of gold, but it's done a lot to cause the price of Bitcoin to skyrocket. Of course, Bitcoin has been extremely volatile all along, but it's possible the bubble may have burst. The biggest news of the week was passage of the GOP tax plan. It features a top rate of 37% and a bottom rate of 10%. The corporate rate will drop to 21%. The standard deduction will nearly double. Individuals with existing mortgages will still be able to deduct their interest, and the compromise restored the deductibility of state income taxes up to $10,000. The plan also eliminated the Obamacare penalty for not buying health insurance. There are certainly things to like in this tax plan. According to one projection I saw, about 80% of Americans will see their tax bill lower under the GOP plan. I will never complain about cutting taxes, but unfortunately, this plan doesn't really cut taxes, at least not in the long run. In the absence of spending cuts, it merely puts government on a credit card. We're still going to have to pay the bill. We will pay the bill. Or at least our kids will. A lot of people want to separate the issue of tax cuts and spending cuts. They say the two are separate issues, and we should never criticize a tax cut based on government spending. The argument goes something like this. Tax cuts aren't costing any money. It's the spending that's the problem. It's the spending that's costing money. I understand this point, and it's true, but when you really boil it all down, it's just semantics. Spending and taxing are two sides of the same coin. You cannot separate these two things. The reason government's tax is in order to spend. As long as they are spending, they are taxing. So what we have here is tax reform without any kind of government reform. Like I said, there are definitely tax cuts in this bill. In fact, there are substantial tax cuts. Some people will get even more tax relief than advertised due to the number of loopholes in this bill. Peter Schiff talked about that in a podcast earlier this week. You definitely should listen to that one. He offered a really good explanation of the incentives that are in this new tax bill. The changes in behavior these incentives will bring about will actually increase the deficit even more than what's being projected. So at least in the short run, passage of this bill is good news for a lot of people, but it's not good news in the long term. In his second podcast this week, Peter echoed what he said several weeks ago when he pointed out that this plan is really nothing more than tax cuts masquerading as tax reform. Again, it's not that tax cuts are a bad thing. Peter said, yeah, I want to lower the top rate of tax. But I also want to make government smaller. I want to reduce government spending so that we no longer need all of this tax revenue. But of course, I've said that over and over again. This bill provides some people with tax relief, but no people with government relief. Government is getting bigger. Government is getting more expensive. So how are we going to pay for it? If we're not going to pay for it with taxes, well, then we're going to pay for it some other way. But pay for it, we will. I've hammered this point over and over again on this podcast. This tax plan is going to push the massive U.S. federal debt even higher, and debt puts a drag on growth. Promises of economic expansion due to the tax cuts simply don't ring true. We've talked extensively about the impact of debt on economic growth. The U.S. debt-to-GDP ratio already stands at 105%. This puts a significant drag on growth. It's not that I oppose tax cuts, but people need to understand that as long as the government is spending like a drunken sailor, we really aren't getting any tax relief. Again, as Peter said, pay for it, we will, most likely through money printing and inflation. Peter said, I hate it when we have to send our money to the government. The problem is the government is spending the money whether they collect the taxes or not. So it's my belief as an economist that debt does more damage to the economy than taxation, that paying for big government by printing money and borrowing money does more economic damage and ultimately exacts a greater cost on the economy than paying for government with taxes. In other news, we know China wants to dethrone the dollar. It could take a step in that direction before the end of the year. According to numerous reports, China is prepared to launch a yuan denominated oil futures contract, possibly before Christmas. Last week, the Shanghai International Energy Exchange successfully completed a fifth round of yuan backed oil futures testing. According to a report by RT, the organization has met all of the listing requirements and is set for an official launch. Chinese trader Wan Kwai told Bloomberg the holiday season would be the perfect time to get oil trading in yuan off the ground. Quote, an official launch during Christmas would be appropriate. The Western market would be quiet and allow the Shanghai exchange as well as Chinese investors to adjust in the early days. End quote. This could be a nightmare before Christmas for the petrodollar. Of course, the Chinese have some hurdles to clear. The yuan is not exactly considered a stable currency, but there have been reports that the Chinese are developing a gold-backed oil features contract. They would be priced in yuan, but convertible to gold. Including an option to have the contract paid in physical gold would ease some of the wariness oil exporters have about the yuan. For the fourth straight year, Illinois led the country in people leaving the state, According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the Prairie State lost a net 33,700 residents in fiscal year 2017. So why the big rush to bail out of the great state of Illinois? Well, the state is a fiscal mess. Over the summer, the Illinois legislature passed through a budget that included $5 billion in tax hikes. Even so, the state's bond rating continues to teeter just above junk status. The exodus actually started after the state assembly passed a 67% tax increase back in 2011. The Census Bureau doesn't include demographic information in its numbers, but it seems likely the people leaving the state are probably primarily taxpayers looking to escape the high-tax hellhole Illinois has become. Poor people dodging gunfire in Chicago don't have the luxury of leaving. It's a sort of Atlas-shrugged phenomenon. The left may condemn it as greedy, but the cold hard reality is that incentives matter. The big government debacle in Illinois has created perverse incentives. Why would any sane person with any options stay in Illinois? This is what you get with big tax and spend government. Fortunately for the political class in Washington, D.C., it's not so easy to just pick up and leave the U.S. Peter talked gold on his interview with RT Boom Bust this week. He said he expects the yellow metal to take off in the near future. Now, it's hard to know exactly when that's going to happen, whether it happens in 2018 or 2019 or 2020. But you don't have to know when it's going to happen to profit from it. Peter said, I think you just have to buy it. The path of least resistance for gold is up, and it's been creeping higher ever since the Fed first started raising interest rates back in December of 2015. Everybody's been expecting the price of gold to go down, yet it continues to climb the wall of worry. But at some point, you're going to get more buyers coming in off the sideline, and the price is going to take off. But before that happens, just buy now. The precious metal specialist at Shift Gold can help you do just that. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160 and find out how you can invest in gold and silver today before the prices start going up. Again, that's 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis through the week at shipgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. I hope you have a great holiday. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.